Hello and welcome to Arcade Couch, the best place to show your friends and get your game goodness each and every Monday. My name's Dawn Blight and joining me on the couch this week, Ashley Hodley. Hey John, excited to be here even though it's a pretty shit week in gaming again. Every week is a shit week in gaming. Also here, Kira Marchant. Hi audience member, just because you downloaded this podcast episode today, you can't get a refund on it. You've downloaded it even if you've yet to listen to it, you can't get any form of refund of the the knowledge and space that we have. Yeah, you can't get that data you. back. You can't get the data back. Suckers! <laughs> Dows now. Because you can't get a <laughs> refund on PlayStation. It's so fucking dumb. It is the dumbest refund policy. The moment you download it, you can no longer get a refund? The fuck? Yeah, is it faulty? No. Then you're not eligible for a refund. You could go to the HLC if you want. Yeah. No, I'm not going to waste my time. It's not that. It's not exactly. That important. Done. <laughs> it might take you a year to get a result, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it'll happen. Uh, this week on the show, uh, a million, well, not a million, but quite a lot of people laid off at different companies and video game studios and stuff. So, 2024 continues. Pokemon Direct happened and uh, Final Fantasy release. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the week played out, I think. Wait, we're not talking about Toys for Bob uh, starting up their own independent company yeah, after... Got that uh, in here too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Because they they just bought themselves out. from uh, yep, Jeff Keighley yep. said so. They yep. got fired by them. That's very good. They hired themselves for own jobs. They departed. They departed. Let's just let's, let's say it like that, eh? All right, we'll get into that in a sec. Just quickly, uh, the one review I posted up last week was for <laughs> Dites and uh, Deities. 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 Uh, the Australian uh, cooking rhythm narrative game thing. Um, I can't remember who was there when I was playing it at PAX last year. Oh, uh, I was there. You I remember. Were there. Um, trying to beat the Everybody boss. was watching you screw up the boss fight. Like, yeah. time after time after time. We just had to drag Dylan away at some point. You did, actually. He was hogging it. It was pretty embarrassing. Yeah. Fuck them kids, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a pretty cool game. I ended up giving it a seven. Um, I it's so it's uh, a game in which you play as a newly born deity. He sort of comes out of nowhere, and I mean the story is very like minimal and sort of weird. But the, I, basically, the idea is that there's a a big bad god, more or less, that's called KFZ. And they have, like, destroyed the food culture around the world. Um, and they're a colonel. And they may or may not be a parody of the colonel from KFC, who's to say. Um, and then you can sort of play around these uh, three main worlds where each one has a different deity that you've got to, like, save from being controlled by the big bad guy. Um, they're all set in different uh, cultures and um, locations. Um, and the music and the food and the art and everything's uh, inspired by that. So each level is about, I think each world's got like three or four levels. It only takes like a couple of hours to beat the game, which I'll come back to as I don't mind that it's short, but like my biggest complaint in this game is narratively, it just wasn't fulfilling. Um, so the levels are really, really cool. The main crux of the game and the reason I struggled to get pulled away uh to get pulled off it at pax was because really it's a very simplistic rhythm game with some really cool unique 
music created for it. Like, especially the first world, which is uh, set in Australia, and it's got all these um, uh, indigenous music like using the didgeridoo and stuff like that with um which is really just cool sorts of remixes with heavy bass and stuff like that you're playing for it but um gameplay wise all you do is um you're just moving along a track well no the track's sort of moving towards you and then i guess you just move left or right across the screen you just got to hit the notes as they come across um and then you cook food at the same time and your character plays out like that so um, it's very cool. I liked all the music, uh, but yeah, the, my 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 main my main complaint is by the time you reach the end of the third, yeah, I think it's only three worlds. The end of that third world, it's like you fight the boss, and then the game just ends. To the point, like it's sort of like I was like clicking through the text, I was reading the text boxes, uh, text boxes, and it's like playing out, and the next second the credits rolling, I'm like, oh, that that was it. <laughs> like I I seriously didn't expect the game to to end at that point. I'm like, oh yeah, surely there must be more, but yeah. Which, you know, it's that whole thing of it's only like, you know, four people, dev team, whatever else. Like, that's fine. Like, the two, like, there's plenty of games I've come on here and given nines or two and stuff that took like half an hour, an hour to beat. I just think it's about the did that like short experience do the best job at like telling a story within that time. Um, and for this, I'd say that's sort of what holding this, holding this back for me personally. But uh, I really enjoyed it and would suggest checking it out, especially for, if you like music within games. I'm chucking on your Steam wish list. See if it goes on sale or something. All right, let's get into the first lot of news discussion for the week. Uh, whatever order I've got these in. <laughs> well, fuck it. I'm just going to read through all the headlines. And just fucking t- tell, tell me where you want to start. So here's, they're all from Press Start. I'm just going to read through all one, two, three, four, five, six headlines I've got here. Embracer is reportedly selling off Star Wars. Knights of Old Republic may make it develop a savor interactive studio. The Embracer owned Gearbox Software is apparently close to being sold off. Spire and Crash developer Toys for Bob is leaving Activision to go dependent. EA has cancelled Respawn Star Wars FPS and its mass layoffs. Life is Strange developer Dag9 has laid off 20% of its staff. So <laughs> Sony is laying off around 900 PlayStation employees and shutting down at least one studio. That was this week. Yep. All of those stories. <laughs> like insanity. Well, I mean, half of those stories are positive. You know? Which one? The the Spire, Bob's for Toys for Bob leaving Activision, uh, Gearbox being sold to somebody other than Embracer, and, uh, you know, uh, Saber Interactive also leaving Embracer. You know? I mean, those are all positive. We're going out on our own. We're not going to be tied down by. Yeah. Toys for Bob just said, you know, we're just going to leave. We're just going to start our own studio. We're just going to reboot. I mean, you know, that's, that's what Toys for yeah. Bob said. Yeah. They were not, there was no <laughs> other choice involved in that decision making at all. They were like, nah, fuck it. We're just doing this. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's a narrative to go with, I suppose. That's a narrative. Um, yeah. I mean, which one stands out for, for you the most, Karen, from this week of video game news? <sighs> I, I do think it is. Toys for Bob and Activision, not only because of the Jeff Keighley news, but like it is. Here's his tweet, by the way, for people who don't know what we're referencing a minute ago. The team at Toys for Bob is spinning off, spinning off from Activision Microsoft <laughs> as an independent <laughs> studio. I've loved their games for 30 plus years and I'm excited for the next chapter. They were right. When did he tweet that? He tweeted that uh, 10, 12 a.m. on the 1st to the 3rd. When, when was his previous tweet? 
His previous tweet was the one before that was shortly after the Sony layoffs where he tweeted game sense has been announced sophisticated AI releases <laughs> real sense alongside your gameplay including smell of gunfire explosions raising storm forest blah 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 that was a couple of hours after the Sony layoffs so do you write anything before that? Nope, nothing in between. Jeff, here's the sand. Here's Jeff's head. Like fucking. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we want to get into the whole Jeff thing again. I feel like you know everybody's. I think you know. I can understand he wants to keep a persona of being positive about video games and not want to touch on any of the the disappointing stuff. Um. But yeah, it's a bad look when. You know, it's a person. <laughs> I mean, for the general person, they're not going to care. I feel like you know, but for people who care about video games and like are constantly online, uh, someone who has forced himself into becoming one of the premier faces of video games, hmm. uh, not addressing it at any point in the last one of the I largest know, four audiences. years. I don't know. Uh, hmm. You know, and the one time he's spoken gross. about anything ever was when he was like fuck Konami and we like. Yeah, when he's one suddenly he chose chose to to pick up the sword. Then every other time he's like, "No, don't know anything." Well, I mean, he was probably like, "Man, it worked this one time. It's never going to work again. (laughs) It's never going to. I'm it's it's never going to pan out for me like it did now. So I'm never going to try again." I just think it's that thing of like no one's expecting him to save the world, but it's just that like not even like just hey, sorry to hear that all these devs got fired. Just he doesn't even acknowledge it. Like no, so weird. Like toys for Bob is spun, spin, spun out. Like that's such weird phrasing. <laughs> that was spun out. I mean, they got let go. <laughs> like they got fired. Made redundant. Did they? Yes. Yes. Hundred percent. Yes. Hundred percent. Yes. That's how it played out. <laughs> and then shortly after that, they announced that they were going to do their own thing. I mean, I don't know how you get fired and then you were able to take the name and everything unless you came to that agreement kind of before. You know what I mean? I know. Do they own? They own the name Toys for Bob. They were brought by. They were brought by Microsoft at one point. Maybe when they were. Yeah, they don't own it. (laughs) No, like the employees at Toys for Bob do not own the name Toys for Bob. Is what I'm saying. You know. Why not? So they had to come to some sort of agreement to allow them to take all the properties, all the assets for Toys for Bob. Name, maybe probably offices, contracts, you know. Maybe so, when Microsoft brought them, I don't think you can do that if you're fired. Yeah, they is would what, let go. Are you trying to argue that they were not let fired? No, I think they came to an arrangement. That, they came you know, to an arrangement. In a, that instead of being let go, there. that would go off, spin off, you know, with the name and everything, you know. You know, there's a difference between Toys for Bob and <laughs> London Studios, is what I'm saying. This is what he's trying to get at. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my brain cells over here. <laughs> Fucking done. Going insane. I mean, it's not Bungie leaving Microsoft, but it's still, you know, them choosing to leave rather than be fired. I think it's, there's, there's some. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't their first choice. You know, I'm sure there's a little bit of being coerced into making this move. And like, 
you know, but, okay, there was so, a fair so, chance that they would have been closed if they didn't do this. If if you're in the meeting and so you know your boss is about to fire you, and you all of a sudden pull out the cool lick of, well, well, I quit. And you know that you still, it's still the same situation for you. Like you still, you're not going of your own volition. Yeah, but uh, they're not getting any redundancy pay or anything. You know what I mean? So technically, they're not fired. Oh my god, Ashley! <laughs> it's just you garbage. Are, it doesn't matter, are, Ashley. You are the biggest fence sitter of all time, and I'm surprised you're fence sitting towards Microsoft this time. That's a that's a weird I mean, one for you. I, I I'm happy for Royce Bob. You know <laughs> they're off doing what they want to do now. Yeah, I'm the sure their, that their, everybody their knows. choice was for their studio to get closed down and turn into an independent studio where they all have to work from home now. And they have less resources because they're not part of the Microsoft team anymore. I'm sure that was their first choice. What well, are you I talking mean... about? <laughs> <laughs> but they've got jobs still. I, I don't know what to tell you. They don't have the financial backing of Microsoft, but they're still employed, which is far more than tens of thousands of the game devs out there right now. So, you know? Well, look, all right. If we're if we're playing fucking who got the worst end of the stick here, Wait, so so it would worst. be okay. <laughs> so if all these game devs that are getting fired, sadly, currently, if they all form together to make a new studio, then then it would be okay. Is that what you're saying? I mean, it's not the exact same because you know they're taking the name and the you know. I'm sure they've got some of the resources that they had beforehand. You know. This is really just like minor details. This is really, you guys are jumping on something that's not really that important, you know. <laughs> yeah. All right, talk about another one that I swear I'd like to see you talk about this. To spin this one. I don't know. Uh, Saber Interactive. Did they get fired when they're getting sold off? You know, they got fired by Embracer, only to be bought by somebody else. I mean, depends if they wanted to be sold or not, right? So is any anybody who gets traded to another club fired by that club? Technically, yeah, because Technically. that club is you know what? It's like it's like the worst bit. It's the <laughs> it is like the funny thing, right? When so if we were to do sports teams analogies, right? That when somebody trades to another team but then pays half of that person's salary, that team is saying to that player, I mean, we would in that rather, case, yes, yes they're compensating. Pay they're paying them still to not work there. <laughs> we would rather pay you to play against us than it's more value than if you played for us. You and that's not what the case with Toys for Bob. Toys for Bob. No, no, no. Toys for Bob was fucking Wrexham, but Ryan Reynolds and Paul McElherney decided, you know what? <laughs> We we're just gonna get rid of Wrexham now. We're kind of we're good over here with something else. And they're like, we get to keep Wrexham, right? And then they've got their fucking little Wrexham shirts now, and that's all they got. Good job. Now let me ask. Let me ask you this question: Why, until it's until we know for certain, why do we view Embracer selling uh, Saber Interactive as a good thing? Because Embracer sucks. <laughs> Embrace and would suck, and eventually would have closed them down. <laughs> but how do we but know now, they're not going to still get closed down? But now we're happy that Embracer made money out of selling them off. Yeah, this is the first time they made profit in like years. You know. Mm. <laughs> Wait, why are you celebrating that for Embracer? 
<laughs> no, it's just a fact. Well, you you are you are on Big Corpo's dick, aren't you? You are on Big Corporation Capitalism's dick. No, I just wanted to get my joke in. All right, jeez. Show me uh, your crypto fucking blanket, you <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I got a bunch of embraces, yes. Uh, yeah. Because here's, here's how this plays out. Yeah, yes, Embracer sells these places. They could go to, they could get brought by companies who everything goes perfect. But a lot of the time what happens is someone's just going to purchase something like Saber Interactive. Maybe you have a really shitty company purchase it and only want to purchase the company for the IPs they have. And then they just fire all the staff. What IPs does Saber Interactive have? I don't know. Or maybe they just want to keep some of the technologies or, you know, like, I don't know, you know? Or at least they let go half the team because they just want to, to keep the core team. You know, like, they've got like 3,500 employees, right? Um, so, so Saber yeah, Interactive made such yeah. big games as World War Z, um, Evil Dead the Game, <laughs> Mud Runners, the yeah, Car Desert is. Rally. Yeah. It's Evil Dead the, the, the asymmetrical one? Yeah, that was the asymmetrical one. Yeah. Because I just don't, like, all these white cases where, yes, so Embracer sucks. I just don't view Embracer selling as necessarily means everything's shunned. I mean, it is slightly better than them firing everybody. It is, in the scenario of them just firing everybody, yes. This still doesn't mean it's technically a good news story. You know? Like, even even a company like uh, Gearbox... If if it was a good thing, if, if Saber Interactive were in a healthy and good spot, uh, Embracer wouldn't be selling them. Well, well, no, mm, no, yeah, I guess. Like, I think if they, they were further yeah. along in development of a project, then they wouldn't be selling them. They're probably yeah because you know, they'd hope that they could make some money back on whatever they come out with. Yeah, but because you know they've apparently they're working on the New Republic. Game that they've inherited from Aspire. times or whatever. Yeah. yeah. All right. How about the EA one? EA lays off seven hundred people, nearly seven hundred people. They're apparently going to cancel their Star Wars games, not make uh, games based on other IPs anymore. That shit. <laughs> <laughs> Real shit. This is the first one you're like, yeah, that's the- shit. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just go down there. You know, that's a lot of people. Um, but again, I feel like I, I think. It's interesting their reasoning. They're like, we need to, you know, the licensing fees are like kind of killing us. We didn't, you know, you see, re- Star Wars Jedi Survivor sold a ton of copies, and yet they don't want to double down on that success. It's probably because a large portion of their money is going to Marvel, uh, Disney. I also think that EA's like the the people making decisions at EA look at anything that isn't. FIFA slash EA clubs and look at the revenue that comes from Ultimate Team and goes, yeah. why aren't you making this money? Yeah. Why aren't you making that Ultimate and Apex Team? And then they're like, why aren't you making this kind of money? And that's true. Like, that could be completely fair. Yeah. That is, that is, that, that's all it is. And, and like, that it is their viewpoint because Ultimate Team makes so much goddamn stupid money. They're looking at that and then they look everywhere else and they go, the rest of you aren't doing a good enough job because your games aren't making this kind of profit. It is the reason why we are in this live sur- live surface abyss of gaming at the moment for those kinds of games, because developers keep going or publishers keep going. We, we want ultimate it. team money. Yeah. We need to crank out that sort of money from something. 
And and so now you're telling me what a, a company that actually does crank out ultimate team money can't even use that ultimate team money to continue to do projects like Star Wars and projects that are more story driven and focused. Fuck, if they can't do that, how the fuck does anybody do that in the current mm. in the current environment, right? I tell you, do you want to know who's actually happy about this news? Mm. Titanfall fans. Like, oh, you don't want to do licensed games? Things you don't own the IP for? And we've just taken Respawn off a bunch of projects? What's an IP that we do own? <laughs> a first-person shooter that, that people are, want another game from. Trust me, they're well aware that they've got the IP time for because they're asked about it the fucking third one every second chance someone gets a time. Yep. All I would say is, like, I cannot, I can just, I can never take any of these stories where they're like, man, we just weren't making, like, you know, just fell short of expectations. And then you, like, Google how much does fucking Andrew Wilson, the CEO of EA, uh, get paid. You're like... All right, everything you just said is redundant to me. <laughs> like, like the, the amount of money you make. I... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it would, you know, it's interesting. It would be interesting to know how long, far along those games were. Like, I feel like they announced the Mandalorian game, like, ages ago, it feels like. like yeah, they announced Even though they, they announced stuff. Yeah. they still making the Iron Man game? Yeah. yeah so the Marvel okay. stuff is apparently still going ahead, Black Panther, Iron Man. Okay. So oh, the, the Black Panther Captain America game? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think that's them. It's just the Black Panther them. Or whatever it is. The oh, okay. the Black Panther Captain America games that any any uh Right, okay, sorry. From one of the film studios game division. Yeah. <laughs> um but no, I remember they mentioned Iron Man definitely and said that's still chugging along. Yeah. Probably too far along to kill. You know, yeah, need yeah, the net, the numbers worked out that way. Yeah. All right, Deck Nine Games. Twenty percent of its staff has been laid off. They said on Twitter, like many other in the games industry right now, Deck Nine has been affected by the game industry's worsening market conditions. Today, we we made the difficult decision to lay off twenty percent of its staff. These people are amazing, talented, and awesome developers. They have made a huge impact during their time at Deck Nine Games, and we did not take this decision. We did not take this decision lightly. Please hire these people if you can. They're amazing. Yeah. I mean, a certain amount is like making a bad bet that. The expanse game would be probably bigger than it actually is. Although that's Telltale, right? So that's Telltale. They, that's skin. They were Telltale. contracted by Telltale. Skin, skin sheet, Telltale. Yeah. Um, no, their, their last game was Life is Strange Beyond Colors. Well, it says the expanse in this press article, so I don't know what to tell you. Oh, they no, they did the expanse. Sorry, the Telltale. One. Yeah, but I'm sure they were contracted by Telltale. You know, so. It wouldn't have mattered how successful that game is. They probably only got paid whatever they were meant to get paid. I mean, I I, I just don't like... Because, like, none of those... Like, that game didn't bomb, from all accounts. It just did fine. And I think it... It it didn't catch the success of the first one. Yeah, but if if a studio has to lay off that, like, 20% of its workforce, if a game doesn't do massive success, I just think that's a horrible um, place for the industry to be in, obviously. 
you know? Like, if every if everything you make has to sell, like, bananas to be worthwhile, then it's like, well, how, how is the video game industry sustainable? I don't know, Dylan. Is it worse to have to fire that 20% or is it worse to not have hired that 20% to start with? Yeah. I fucking terrible. No, I'm just asking. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard hidden question, Dylan. What? What was the question again? Is it worse to have have to fire the twenty percent, or never have hired the twenty percent to start with? Well, it's worse to have never hired them because exactly. So I mean, yeah, they they got paid for their work, you know. You, you take know? such a like. You try and find like it's interesting the- <laughs> because this this is the argument we used at certain other things, you know. So I mean, it just depends on the situation, you know. When people right. don't want you to play the game, they're like, "Oh, the devs already got paid for their work. Don't buy it," you know. They've already been paid for their work, you know. It's unfortunate they just can't continue to be paid for what they were working on, you know. Yeah, these people weren't making fucking game supporting transphobes like let's you know it's a bit different (laughs) (laughs) Bony is laying off around 900 PlayStation employees shutting down at least one studio I mean I feel this is the worst one because I feel like everybody else announced their news in the wake of this because like fuck Sony's gonna like get all the hate and we're gonna be fine okay Mm. we're just because it felt like that Sony news dropped I want to say, when did we record, Platt? Probably like <laughs> Tuesday. Morning. It was morning so it was like, we- it was yeah, Wednesday morning. morning. Or like Wednesday. No, it was Wednesday like midnight because I remember seeing it after the 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 Pokemon director we'd all talk about. Mm. So, um, yeah, and then, you know, it feels like everybody else announced their layoffs at the same time just to like tailwind off the back of the PlayStation stuff. Um yeah, super disappointing, especially, you know, studios like Insomniac, which is just released massive hit in Spider-Man, having to, uh, you know, uh, release people, Naughty Dog having to release people. Well, I guess the Naughty, Naughty Dog... Naughty Dog, Insomniac, and Gorilla all had to release people. Naughty Dog, because- I guess, is makes sense because they, you know, the, the online game got cancelled. So, you know, I'm sure there were people brought on for that project that just are kind of redundant. Like people focus on the multiplayer aspects that if they're not continuing to do multiplayer games is kind of, you know, redundant to have. Um, it's disappointing to see London Studio, which obviously has a long lineage, uh, which also doesn't bode well for the future of PlayStation VR, seeing as they, that was kind of what they were exclusively working on the last decade or so. So, yeah, I mean, very disappointing. His email said... Fucking Jim Ryan. One of his last <laughs> things he wants to do is let go of like 900 people across the company. Uh, and I'm sure he's getting a big fat for stupid retirement bonus. He will. You know? Will. It, and this, what was it? The most sickening thing was like he had, he was at London Studios a like five before. days before. Oh, yeah. And took a picture of them and they tagged him and said... It's like, congrats on your retirement. Congrats like, on your retirement, Jim. And then a week later... He's like, fuck, I did like, not like the cake I'm that you brought. every single one of you cunts. <laughs> I did not like the cake that you got me. The yeah. banner was not straight. Fuck yep. is all. Fuck is all. Now, none of this surprises me because I never liked Jim Ryan. Um, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to him leaving. 
but you know. But again, the number of layoffs was really indicative of the space that the industry is currently in. More than like shitty, shitty CEOs and everything. You know what I mean? No, the the problem's bigger. That the current problem's bigger than the shitty CEOs. But I'll still take any chance I can to say that Jim is a shitty CEO. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like maybe the video industry is going to die. No, I think. I don't think it dies. I just think it needs to continue. Pl- like I, I have no idea when it levels out, though. Yeah, it's 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 tricky. Like, uh, I mean, that's, that's response we've seen from a lot of people is that game devs need to unionize. I'm sure that will help to a certain extent, like to like try and mitigate layoffs. I'm sure in that regard. But I think it's just going to be a scale thing. We're just not going to be able to see the scale of games that we've been seeing uh, consistently over the the last decade, you know? Things need to be done smaller. Or you just need to accept that you can't have 120 frames per second in every single game. Mm, There's extra resources that don't need to be put in there. Get out of here, frames being the issue. No, I think that the, the gaming community, though, as a whole, needs to shift away from this idea that more hours of content equals quality and value for money. We need to stop having the biggest reaction to when games can raise this to be, oh, this game's only 20 hours. That's not worth my $90. That's not worth my $100. Mm, yes. Like, I agree, Kieran. Consumers are the problem. Well, no, it's not. I mean, it's true. <laughs> like, it, it, it's a, a big part of it is, you know, and people, if people ask, okay, how how do we as gamers and how do we as a community support these studios and stop them from closing? Well, the answer is easy. Go buy their game. Like go, go buy their game when it comes out. Don't wait for it to be on sale. Don't bitch and moan. If there's a piece of DLC in there that you don't have to buy, <laughs> if there are micro Jackson's actions that you don't have to buy, don't complain that they're in there. You know, like just those I things just, keep these yeah. studios alive. I feel like it's two parts for me. And again, this is like a very pundit level discussion of this because we don't make video <laughs> games. But no, I, I feel like half of it is people not wanting... Or no, it's the... Most people want and only now want to buy the massive blockbusters and stuff. Like, it, like basically everyone I work with, I don't work with anyone that like cares about indie games and stuff like that right where to mm-hmm. me that's the that's the future of industry stuff that can be sustainably made in like a 12-month cycle put out you know like your culture lands or whatever like that's a successful sustainable industry like turnaround stuff they just want to play the the massive you know spider-mans and stuff like that which is all those games to me are highly unsustainable especially when every developer is trying to attain that level of um, success and make those types of video games um, it just doesn't work i think the other problem especially based on watching the the few the the more and more video game documentaries we get either the ones that companies like sony put out themselves or that stuff like noclip um and uh i've played i'm trying to remember the youtube channel I watch but um they uh, oh people make games and stuff like that um make i think another big thing that stands out to me comparing the games industry to other media industries is as 
the industries continued, 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 and got bigger and bigger and bigger. No one has ever solved the production or the producer side of the video game industry to the point that it's just like everyone sits down and they start fucking around with shit. And then next second, they've spent two years like trying to make a game and then nothing's happened because they spent so long and they're broken and they can't work it. And you know what I mean? Like, if you want to compare that to a movie or TV industry, it's like, all right, so we're going to spend it's a eight week shoot. We got 20 million for this. We got 30 million for the marketing. You know, we got like, it's a lot more planned out. And like, and if you go over time, you know, like if, you, if you're shooting, if you've planned for eight weeks and you're shooting on nine weeks, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like you've, you're, you've now like way over budget. Like this is not good. This is the producers are terrible on this movie, you know? So the video game industry and, and a lot of these documentaries, people talk about how it's so much harder to plan because it's um, the way games are made is a lot different. And, you know, especially when people are trying to, to work out new mechanics and like a lot of that stuff takes time. And like, yes, I get that. But I, I feel like as the video game industry has got older and older and older, no one's ever really figured out a way to do a pipeline better to get that stuff down. And I feel like that's one of the biggest problems with the, the, the bigger companies is they just spend so long doing just sort of with hundreds of people in the office just fucking around trying to trying to get the the little stuff right um mm. that like yeah I, I feel like it's almost just a planning slash producing side of things that needs i mean to, i won't say every single studio doesn't know how to get the production side down i mean there are a handful i would i would say insomniac is one of the studios that you know I'm sure was able to get ones, consistent. Like, it know. is a it is a constant problem within the and then the you know just the all the sports annual ones you know they yeah 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 I'm sure that yeah yeah so there are good. Know, but even then everybody really com- everybody complains every year about FIFA games at least the last couple of years not feeling like there's much of a change between the games. Yeah, that's how you keep exactly, getting right? these games out you know but that's the thing we should we we need to like you know what even though I have other thoughts about it. I'm really glad that that Pokemon is taking longer between games and I hope they continue to take longer between games and give themselves more time to develop more of a game. Like I actually think as a as a community we need to be more okay with less games coming out every year and having and like kind of having things slow down to a point where like developers aren't feeling the need to be rushing to get shit out. But I think we've actually been there. Like we are getting kind of less AAA games. You know, it's just they're ta- they're still taking five years in between. You know, which isn't a sustainable. I feel like thing, the industry you know? would be more sustainable in that world where it's like, imagine a world where, like, so because obviously a lot of people are contractors and and whatever else, which sort of makes sense within the industry for programmers who could jump between studios every couple Mm -hmm. of years and, you know, not stay at one, but that makes sense. I have nothing against that. If that's, as long as their contracts fulfilled and you know, whatever, that's my thing. As long as they're paid. As long as they're paid. Um, but I feel like the, the only way that works is like you, you have someone sign on and they go work on the Spider-Man game for five years or whatever. Um, and, triple a games and stuff like that and people buy them but then for these people to be continue to be able to work it's like well they jump off maybe they then go work at a on an indie game afterwards uh between stuff but again that's where the consumers aren't supporting it so that's like well could they that was an unsuccessful project i'm only ever successful when i'm in a triple a game but then there's only like three triple a studios i can work out like th- that's where you get into trouble i feel like there's just the amount of people in the industry who want to work 
compared to the amount that success that can be found. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's talk about a little bit of Final Fantasy. Yeah, let's talk about games that take several years in a massive ending. I mean, I gotta say, I'm surprised how fast they they turn this around. Considering the joke was always considering that, it took it'll take them like twenty years, a decade. Make, yeah, it took to make, two console generations to get the yeah, first part, and then they yeah. put this one out in what three years or something like that. So yeah, three four years, whatever it was. So, yeah. Um, has everyone started it? Yes. Yes. Okay. Kieran, hit me with your impressions of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Yes, correct. Yes, Good job. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am eight hours into it. Um, I'm really enjoying my time with the game so far, but I definitely have caveats of, of how I feel about the game at the moment. Um, I think the game is absolutely stunning and um, has some of the best music I've listened to in a game, but on the other flip side of the music comment i think this is the first time in a, in a game i have felt like the audio mixing is fucking horrible like the default audio mixing is really bad to the point where you can't hear character dialogue because music in cutscenes is too loud i've so had no I, trouble like so how do you have a soundbar don't you Yes, I do. Yep. Okay. Because I've had no trouble with my setup, so I'm I've had like yeah. it's been like especially like some um there is a moment early ish in the game where you meet um a bunch of bandits while you're on doing a side quest and their theme slaps real good. Like it's a really good theme. <laughs> but the ones who steal the uh the Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bex bandits. Yeah. Um like they I couldn't hear the dialogue because their theme music was too loud. So I actually had to turn the music down to like seven or something on the in-game audio settings, Mm. Um, which seems to be a lot better. The only other, like, not criticism, but like thing I have about this game so far is because of how the game, I've, I have felt so lost in this game at the start. I felt stupidly lost during the, the Zach LaFair opening section. Cause I'm like, there's so much fucking going on here, which I think is intended, right? Like, I think that's intended. You're not to supposed feel like to have any clue. What's you're going not on. supposed to have any understanding what's going on. But then, with with the cloud storyline, absolutely loved and adored the first chapter. I thought that was like amazing. Like, it was a really cool way to enter into the game. But then beyond that, since we're into like the present day stuff, I'm kind of like, what are we actually doing? What is the point of any of the actions the main characters are doing in them? But like, I'd feel like that hasn't been established, established, or properly set up, or spoken about at all. Like it's 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 very much like you starting calm, and then you 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 kind of you get going from there, and it's like I don't see like the there's not the the through plot other than the game is telling me to go in this direction for the story at the moment. And I feel like this game relies on the fact that it's a part two, a little bit too much so far to try and like almost expecting people to have recently played all of final fantasy seven remake to immediately jump into this game. Like it feels well, like put pin on that for a sec. Did, did you find a good recap video, Ash? I saw you tweet. No, when's the game spot? 
they had a pretty solid one kind of explaining everything even stuff that i don't know if i realized at the time (laughs) okay unpin back to you again no that's okay (laughs) i I watched i watched a recap but then i also watched a recap of yuffie stuff because i didn't get a chance to play Mm. through her dlc mission or anything missions or story um I think the gameplay itself has been great. I'm very much in the 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 heavy realm of I want to do everything on the map and I want to clear everything and I want to do all the side missions and stuff, you which I need to. This game. Yeah, exactly. Right, like I need to not do that so I finish this game and actually get to a point. Um, but towers, Karen, towers, towers. I know, right? As soon as I saw towers, I was like, "Fuck my life!" You're joking. You're, me. you're in trouble if that's how you're going because, like, so you're in the first area, right? Uh, sort of. I've I've pushed through since I've started to push through and mainline the main story. I've only just got to chapter two. Yeah. So like the the open world section, you know how when you complete an a um a like side objective and it comes up with that little thing that like yes. So it does a thing and it has like say twenty or thirty. Yeah, that's only for that like area. Yeah, and the game has like several. Yes. No, I'm a hundred percent aware that like how big this game is and I need to just play the story a little bit more. But that's my problem, right? Is that I feel like I'm getting more reason and more through point stories in playing side quests and doing stuff there than I am in the actual main story of the game. I think I'm getting to a better point now. Like I've, I've just beaten um, probably I would say the first major boss. I've just beaten that boss fight. Um, I think there is a lot going on at once. I really wish they hadn't given me all the party members or at least the original party members all at once because I'm like very much trying to figure out what party dynamic I like, who I like in my party. I've recently made a rule that I will not play in a party without Aerith in it because I need Aerith because she is like my default healer and spellcaster. You need either Aerith or Barrett and then pick your choice after that because they're the only two that can do ranged enemies yeah and so then and then on top of that i'm like fuck in the first one having only played the like at least this first portion of the first of the remake recently it throws items at you like it's going out of fashion now because of the item crafting system crafting system it doesn't do that anymore Mm -hmm. so like i went into this boss fight didn't have Aerith with me and it's only serpent thing right yeah the serpent thing yeah yeah yeah. yeah. didn't have Aerith with me and then when i opened i only had like a very small handful of like one or two health like normal potions one high potion and bits and pieces of other stuff and i was like oh fuck okay um i feel like there is a lot of mechanics all going on on this ready for this so i go into a certain fight um, didn't know it was happening because you're going through the river yes. and it just happened, yep. right? And they get my ass hands to me and I'm like, yeah, I wasn't really ready for this anyway. So, um, And it says the first option is reload uh, reload fight. And I'm like, I don't want to do the fight again. So I click reload checkpoint or something. Checkpoint, like yeah. Yeah, it takes me back about 45 minutes. And so you, just so you know, if you reload, if you'd pressed reload fight, it would have just taken you to yep, just I outside. Now, I've learned that since. Yep. That's yep. great to it, know. For, so, yep. <laughs> yep, I lost nearly an hour's worth of gameplay because I decided to click uh, reload last checkpoint. <laughs> um, but I do also get the criticism of the game that there is a... Fu- like, everything feels like a mini game. Everything feels like a mini game. Every objective you do is just a different style of mini game you get to outside of the normal fighting and everything, which isn't a bad thing. Like, I'm enjoying it. 
Um, I'm just wondering how that's going to feel when I get to the next map and I start doing things on the next map. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I feel like once I put in another five to six hours, I will feel a lot more comfortable. But at the minute, I just feel like, I feel like also like stuff like leveling up, I feel very weird about leveling up because I don't feel like characters are actually making progression or maybe I should have read better about the upgrade weapon system. Is that the same thing as, like is upgrading the weapon, is that what you're doing anyway with normal SP in like the the folio pages and stuff? Um, no, that's separate to the folio that is separate. stuff. Right, yes. okay, there we go. And then, but then also the highlight of the game, which should be no surprise to anybody, is Queen's Blood. Queen's Blood is so much fun <laughs> and very addictive, um, and very enjoyable whenever I run into somebody to play at the moment. Ash, how's your Final Fantasy seven? Yeah, I'm only five hours in. I'm much further back than you guys. You know, I just got past the Chocobo Ranch, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's very pretty, very detailed. The world is, like, crazy, like, looks crazy good. It's very in-depth. Like, you go through that in, and, like, the first time, you're like, wow, like, there's a whole bunch of stuff here. Um, I think Kieran's accurate. It's like, it, it, it feels like we're picking straight up. You want to figure out how to play this game? Read this stack of text, because that's the only way you're going to figure out exactly what's happening. We're not going to explain everything. You know, you've got pretty much all the abilities that you had start of the game. Um, you don't have the exact armor or anything, but you do like you're not starting level one. So I mean, that's that's it's something. Like, it's a 15? weird number of like fourteen or something. I yeah, like fourteen, 15 or 16. sixteen. Yeah. Did you import your saves by the way? Yes, and the only thing. But I don't think it imp- it just picks it reads if you have a save. Yeah, no, yeah. but it gives you an item or something. Yeah, it gives you some yeah. material. Depending yeah. on what you've played and what you've done, you get an item out of it. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, that's all cool. I'm enjoying the story. The opening few moments of this game is a complete mindfuck, and I don't know where that is going. Yeah, so just because I'm the furthest out of all of us, because yes. I um, decided to use my weekend for what it should be for, and I've just played nothing but fun. Let's go! Um, how many hours you play? How many hours? Yeah, you Dylan playing AAA Dylan game. Playing AAA game. Let's fucking go! I don't know how many hours, but I'm up to chapter eight. Holy fuck! <laughs> Holy shit! So, but also, I'm not, I'm not racing. Like as I said, I, like I've, I knew what side quest. Like I've done side quest, but I'm also not really. You're like your main gaming I, mainstream. Like here's the objective, right? What little icons are on the way? Oh, you grab stuff do. on the way, but you won't I go out of here. On the way, but I am yeah. going down here. You didn't like? I'm gonna get rid of all this cloud. No. Oh, I've I've been getting rid of clouds in the first area. <laughs> Very much. Like, what if so I, what if I there's get, some herbs over here? Town, I do all the king I I do all the Queen's blood stuff, you know, like I, I beat everyone. Like I'm I'm not like racing, but at the same time I'm not I'm not clearing the map, right? I'm 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 doing a, a nice mid 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 balanced gameplay here. Um so just so you know that clouds, uh sorry, the Zach stuff. Um not to spoil too much, but they, um, you it's addressed it quickly. No, 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 it's not addressed. They just like you'll come back to that stuff and it's continues just to make no sense. I just imagine it's an ultimate, an alternate timeline or something. Like it's just, I yeah, mean, that's yeah. the only explanation, right? I, the whole time, I, I still have no idea. And I think I've, I've, I've or we're playing through a dream. That would be the case. Your- well, I know <laughs> if I, apparently people hate the ending to the game, so maybe who knows. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, 
Because I, I haven't. Um, I did struggle so much with the combat. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I find the combat's like pretty easy to, to pick up. And I, I important question is: Are people playing on the active mode or the classic mode? Active. Um, Active is the default. Classic is like actual turn-based, right? No. No. Classic is like remakes combat. Where I felt like Active... Active is remakes combat from what I remember of it. So I don't know. I can't understand the difference. But So I've just gone with whatever the game wants you to play on, which is... Is Active. Because I've been playing on Classic because Active, I thought... If you press X, it pauses the game. Oh, uh, yeah, so maybe that. Oh, okay, mine doesn't pause the game if I press X. It goes real slow. It goes, well, yeah. no, it doesn't pause it. It goes, like, super fucking slow that it might as well Yeah, that's paused. in classic. Yeah, I've got yeah. that in the classic. So mode. I'm playing that. That's what I'm on, you know? So, you you know, you're doing a, you're doing a fight. You press L2, R2. You, it, like, really slows down time. You can tell Tifa to do this move. You can tell fucking Red to do this move. Um, then you undo it. But at the same time, if you press L1, it brings up that quick that quick menu, and that doesn't pause time. That's just live, right? Um, yeah, I, I haven't. I found the combat pretty easy to jump straight into. I thought it was pretty straightforward, I guess. Um, and I haven't played the. I don't. I, I. I never even played the DLC. Me and Ash kept joking on Platinum. No, we should jump into. I installed it. I said I'm going to play yeah. it this weekend before we're going to. And then life got in the way. Yeah. Uh, so it didn't happen. Yeah. So like when Yuffie shows up, I was like, man, is it going to be really confusing because I didn't play that DLC? Nah, it's fine. Whatever. Okay, good. <laughs> I don't think it makes any fucking difference. No, like so, it. like, from what I watched of Yuffie's DLC, it doesn't. Really, all it does is be like, Yuffie. She was, was in it, that city. She <laughs> was in the area at the same time Cloud the, the, was. The first time she, like, sees Barrett and stuff, and they have, like, a little flashback to her seeing those characters and stuff, I'm like, I assume that's from the DLC. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't, doesn't bother me, so. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really like. I'm, I'm enjoying playing this game less like the way it's been designed which is the the ubisoftification of it including towers and all that sort of shit not really what i want out of my final fantasy remake if i'm going to be completely honest um i mean exploring the world uh running around on the chocobos i think is cool like i, I like riding around the chocobos um getting their little cute little armors each 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 uh different open Does, world is the armor section. worth getting well, yeah, each open world has its own different armor. So, including by the time you get to Costa del Sol, you can have chocobos in like beachwear armor. So, you know, there's some fun. <laughs> there's some fun. The, stuff. And getting the armor yeah. isn't hard because all you have to do is like fix the chocobo posts when you go past them and stuff like that. Yeah, each time you follow one of those little baby chocobos, they take you to a the thing. You fix the little sign. They give you one nut or whatever feather. they are, and you feather, and you can use those. So it's not hard to get. Um, but yeah, the open like some of the stuff I think is cool. Like the, I think now the open world stuff. The, um, I I like going to the uh the Marco crystals. I think like they they seem that's real cool. Like I really music like, like kicks in and like seems all that's they're they're little nice things. But otherwise, it's my, um, my favorite piece of music actually in the whole game is yeah that, those that kind of the piano piece that they play piano there. Piece. Like that kick in when you approach those and like seeing all the you have like a lot of rare materials always around them like that sort of stuff I think is cool. Otherwise, I think most of the open world stuff I'm like I don't really give a fuck about any of this. I do wish they'd spent more time, at least early in this part, 
developing Red uh, 13 a little bit more because I feel like he barely gets any development in the end of Remake. And so far at the start of this, he's kind of treated like equivalent to how you know Aerith and um, Barrett and, and Tifa. But I'm like, Red, I can't remember much of your story at all. Like, they went I through know. shared trauma here and they're best friends. I'm going to tell you right now, he gets way more backstory in this than he ever did in the original game. <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Because yeah. in the original game, it was like, I don't think he got fuck all. Like, most most of the characters, um, and not to spoil too much, because neither of you, like, I know Ash hasn't even played the original either, have you? Like, no. original PS1 game out here and all. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. played the original. Yeah. Okay. Um, the most of the characters have like at least one section in the game where you go to like maybe their hometown or like somewhere where you'll like get a whole little back. It's like a, a like watching an anime and it's like a little little you know episode set in their hometown where you get to learn a lot about them. But it's like Red Thirteen, nothing. <laughs> it's just like he's a dude, you know, whatever. But it's also funny to think about in the original game. A lot of the characters like. Tifa, I'm um, not Tifa, uh, fucking Yuffie, Vincent, um, uh, Cat Sith, uh, I think they're the three. They're like, God, I'm so excited to meet Vincent. Uh, yeah, well, only because he's voiced by, um, no, no I love Vincent before. <laughs> no, 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 I've always loved Vincent, like, even before he's been voiced by Matt Mercer. I think he mm. is like the height of awesome edginess. Um, all those characters are optional in the original game, so it's, it's funny, like, how they're brought in. Mm-hmm. to be like just part of the the main like you don't really have a choice now you got to meet all these characters um yeah i i'm enjoying the game a lot more playing it the way i'm playing it is how i would <laughs> put it and if i was to say yeah like but the thing is if i was that's why straight away also i'm playing it this way because i asked kieran if he would want to review it and he said yes so that did change the way i was playing the game if if i was the one if you'd said no, I can't be, yeah. If if uh, you'd said no, I can't be fucked, and um, uh, and Ash wasn't doing it, and I was the one who was like, all right, I'll write the review. I would be spending more time doing the site, a little bit more of the side content stuff, so I could experience a bit more of that. Yeah. But because I'm like, I'm just gonna play the game. I actually, I want to play the game, <laughs> which is this way. Uh, yeah, because all that side stuff, I just think is just filler to to the to, to expand upon the the game in a way that I don't particularly find fun. Um. Queen's Gambit, I definitely feel like is going to. They would be dumb not to spin it off. Spin Give it, it off, the I full like, Gwen fucking yeah or something. I mean, like it's everyone loves it. If it doesn't become a standalone app on your phone, on your phone, yeah, yeah. I, I'd be like, it's so simple. You know, it is very simple. I'm interested. I'm excited to see how the game gets more complex because I've worked out at least for me, I've worked out that just getting bored territory just wins you the game pretty much yeah like if you can just race to getting over I mean, towards as far as far forward as you possibly can yeah. i think probably yeah. other cards that like uh give you spots further up would probably you know you don't on. have any considering where you are in the game you don't have any a lot or if any of the ones that like do extra abilities do you like a lot uh, of i've got like, limited, so i've yeah. just picked yeah. up I've just picked up some that like remove cards from the other side and stuff like that. And yeah. um, so, like, imagine you get like they you get the bomb card, for example, and it's like if that's destroyed, it like kills all the cards around it. And right. Like okay. So um, there's a there's a cool card, a chocobo card that if you win the lane that's in the if you win the lane that that's in, you get plus three points. So you can sort of do sneaky wins by just winning like 
one lane or something like that. Okay. Um, there, there's other ones like fucking gods or fucking summons. I mean, that's like have like it just like negatives everything around them. Um, there's a a Moogle card that like you drop it and it places two more Moogles in your hand that have different abilities as well. Like turns into more cards. So, like it definitely does get more complex complicated as it yeah complex as it goes but it's still like the core principles of the game i think the reason everyone's liking it on the internet is just because it is just three lanes and it's like just you get a score and you win really it's not it's not too much different to um it's not much different to gwen like in gwen or even um i was trying to think of the fucking the colton lamb one that i even brought they did the the board and i brought that the bone one it's simplistic again it's it's, yeah knuckle and bones it's just like it's three lanes and you just got to win the lanes, right? It's just, you just got to get the high score at the end of the day, so. Yeah. You know? Um, what else was I going to say? Um, also, super something I just thought about what you think. Yeah. I really, fuck, I wish they just made movement feel a little smoother. It feels... Man, I tell you, when, during that, seg- the, when the village is burning and, and Cloud is crawling, it's like, fuck. <laughs> this is taking forever. No wonder this game's so long. Just move a bit faster. Even when they crawl around the rooftops or like trying to sneak across over the roof, I'm like, just move a little quicker. Like, just- e- even just moments of it like jumping, if you want to jump up a surface or you, you need to jump across something or whatever, it feels like the process goes split second, load into jump animation, jump, split second, go back into normal. And I'm yeah. like... There's something special about just holding the run button into into walls and at different angles to find out if the character wants to jump up it though. <laughs> yeah, no, there is when you're like when you're like, oh, I need to get up here. I could walk all the way around, or I could find where the geometry is a little yeah, bit more so scalable. Yeah. And also see if my NPCs jump up in a certain spot, because then I will also. I do love that. Even the people that you're not in your party travel around with you in the open world. Mm. And if you look around at them, even though it's kind of stupid, disappear and, they don't yeah. disappear. They just kind of run around the outside and you're kind of like, well, if you're going to be stood there, help me at least, you fucks. No, no, so when, you're, when you're doing battles, sometimes you, you look in the background and it's like you'll see one of them like cast a, a fucking piss weak spell and they're like, I'm helping. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, okay. I'm glad she's like attempted to program in. Like, this is actually doing something, I guess. <laughs> um, no, I was going to say, I really like... Um, I actually really like the, the way the game so far with the pacing, especially... Well, again, this might just be because the way I'm playing it, not getting too bogged down, but it does a pretty good job at... Tra- like, if you're like, oh, man, should I be, like, f- trading around? Especially once you, like, get Yuffie and stuff and you get a few more. You're like, man, should I be, like, rotating from my uh, people here? But the game will do parts where it's like, well, now you're like these three characters, like we're going over here to do this thing or you get separated and then you've got like a select party or even times where it's like, well, you're not playing as, in fact, Cloud and whatever are going over this way. Now you're playing as Barrett with someone and someone else. Like you'll get separated even from Cloud and stuff. The game does a pretty good job at like uh, jumping around between characters and stuff like that. Um, and I do like, as much as I don't like the open world stuff with all the the filler shit in there um i do think that at least the way the game's set up with this whole like because it's still got chapters similar to the first one or remake um where it's like open world section go to a thing you go into like a more like linear like 
area or chapter and you play through that and then you sort of come out the other side of that town or whatever and it's like here's the next open world section and then you go for the next little linear section it's like here's the next open world section and that's sort of how the game um, plays out i think that's a good pretty good way to do it i think um it'll warn you too every time you go to do something it's like you sure you want to start this mission you won't be able to like fast travel for a while and you go to play out the next like major story sequence or whatever um any other thoughts before we move on it's a good game it's great it's very pretty lots of menus lots of menus indeed and some things that just don't make sense like you would think you would why can't the material and the weapon thing be in the same menu what why can't i just go in there and then upgrade my weapon or change the the skill or whatever that yeah there's just a few things like that that like when could have been a little bit more streamlined when you i need to change the members of my parties in each of the party makeups yeah i'd go to the party menu party menu yes not the not the combat settings menu hey (laughs) fuck me i don't yeah i'm still early days but do the two people not in the party actually it says they're in the back line yeah. Are they doing anything? That's what I'm saying. They, they cast, they, you see them like cast spells and like hit okay. enemies. Like, I don't know if they're actually helping or they're just like animated. To it just looks like helping. it. Yeah. That's so new. So they see the bullets from Barrett. And like, yeah, you'll when see. When he's see, out of the party. Yeah. So he's. It, it so then Tifa's like just there like. Oh. Fists. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Pokemon Direct, whatever it was called. Pokemon Presents 2024, sorry. Uh, Do you mean the biggest cock tease of 2024? Whoa. I don't know what the wow. difference is, but we yeah. can get to that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to run down from top to bottom. I assume most of the stuff, people that you that will care about, should be the last story or two stories even. But quickly, so Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Terror Ray Battles, are getting Mighty Venusaur, Mighty Blastoise, Mighty Charizard, if you want to get some shiny friends. Finally. Those games. Pokemon Go is getting a Pokemon Horizons crossover event. It is um, on from now until March. Finally. <laughs> Side note: I don't know. Do we talk about this here or elsewhere? Pokemon Horizons being on. Uh, no, so I mentioned on Go. I mentioned on, on what do you want to watch when we was recording? Yeah. Um, so here, I know what you're about to say. Let me put this way. So we're recording. What do you want to watch? I say I'm really looking forward to watching Pokemon uh, Horizons. It's on right now. I, I checked. It's airing, right? And I thought after that, I'd be able to go to their app and watch it on the catch-up service. It apparently is not on their catch-up service. They're just airing it at 10 a.m. or whatever. And if you miss it, because you're a kid and you're at Because school. we're living in 2001. <laughs> yeah. They're like, nah, fuck you. Yeah, too bad. So I sent them a stern email the other day. And I'm waiting for a response. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I need a question, right? When you say you sent them a stern email, did you say them say send it as Dylan no, Blight consumer or anonymous or did you send it as Dylan Blight editor of Explosion Network? I sent it as consu- are we getting uh, blacklisted? Worry consumer who just wants to watch some Pokemon. Okay. <laughs> right? So, yes, that is a Who wants to give your your app views rather than yeah. I want to watch your fucking app, and you can put the ads on three times throughout the episode. Just let me watch the new fucking Pokemon show. Jesus Christ! Like fucking hell. Anyway, yeah, okay. I knew exactly what you was going to say the second you said. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, Pokemon Sleep is got Raikou and Tayan's Suicide coming to the game now. So sleep. With your you still buddies. doing the Pokemon Sleep? No, I told you I rage quit because the fucking game wiped my data. <laughs> That's I haven't gone right. Back to it ever since. <laughs> I went over that. I've not touched it since. I'm a man yeah. of my word. Uh, Pokemon Masters EX is doing the 4.5 year milestone. Is that a thing, Ash? Four and a half year sure. anniversary. Four, four and no. Four you and a half. Four point five. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're doing. They're doing a four point five year. Unless they had celebrate, they're like, it's been six months. Here's an update. No, no, no. I don't think you can go. It's been four point five years. Let's celebrate. No, the word is four point five year milestone. That's what they said. Well, the, that's the, the words that you used. No, that's what it says in the trailer. <laughs> go back and watch it. <laughs> I mean, it can be a milestone, but it can't be an anniversary. I feel like they're treating it like it's an anniversary. Well. Pokemon Cafe re- uh, Remix, that game, uh, is getting Koraiden and Miradon, and uh, you can get Gimme Gold. Gimme what Gold Pokemon Gold. are they? They're the fucking main legendaries on the cover of the last two. Oh, the, okay. the bicycles, Ash. <laughs> they're the bicycle Pokemon? They're the bicycle Pokemon. And Gimme Gold is the coin Pokemon, who, t- uh, if you get collect 999 in the game, turns into a... a a stacked coin Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon Unite is getting Miradon from now. You can uh, unlock yeah, it for free. Sucks uh, to be Corridon. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Phalanx is coming to the game in April and Seraluge is coming uh, soon, apparently. All right, so on to the, the big stuff. Pokemon trading card game Pocket was now. So this is a new mobile version of the Pokemon TCG that will be coming to uh, devices in 2024. The game will let you open two packs for free per day. Um, it'll have immersive new art modes where, as they show in the trailer, it sort of like sweeps through this Pikachu card art that's like uh, more detail, like 3D animation and stuff like that. Um, and then it's going to have a new mode. This is the part they didn't give too much detail in, but the quick battles is a redesigned version of the rules of Pokemon tr- uh, TCG for a quicker on-the-go experience, is what they explained that as. Um, this all sounds like if it is as good as I hope it could be, I'm going to sink a lot of time into this as soon as it comes out, is what I would yep. say to this. Yep. I mean, odds are you're just going to open it like every day so you can open two packs at the bare minimum. At the bare just minimum. the feeling of opening two packs is yeah. enough. And if, to they get you open the, it. if they get the mechanics down to make, because I was trying to think how they do this, I'm like, okay, so like if you want to go for how long is a long snap match? Five minutes, maybe? What, like Less? a single one? Yeah. Yeah, maybe like maybe. five minutes. I feel like each round is at most 45 seconds. Yeah. So like, how do you, I feel like they're chasing that, right? They're chasing that. Like what, 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 what would you consider the max minimum minute time to play of Pokemon TCG? They could do like maybe a couple minutes per. Ideally max five minutes. Yeah. Max five minutes. I feel like that's where I'd be at too. So like straight away, I'm like, well, how would they go about this? And I'm like, okay. So in actual core game, you've got, you've got to take six, of your opponent's um, Pokemon like, out. You just no, reduce no, no. that number. No, no. Like you, you put six. So quick, I'll quickly go over this, right? Just, just out for a thought experiment. Shuffle your deck, right? Take six cards yes. off the top, face down. They're prize cards. You lose when your opponent takes those. Uh, if, if you take your six opponents face down prize cards, right? So halve that straight away. Three. Yeah. But then I'm like, do you like re- redesign some of the cards? So like the casting costs or like, you know, like ability costs are like a little bit less. Do you not even have the need to use energy cards? I oh, know there's lots of, I feel like opening two packs a day, that's going to get me a little bit of excitement, but longevity, I need the battling stuff to be fun. 
I want to, I want to, I want to, I want the battling stuff to be fun. I don't want it to just be opening pack, two packs a day for free. I'm going to go so far. I mean, I tell you what, it'll be easier to stream you opening a couple of packs on <laughs> this game <laughs> rather than to them. I'm going to get them for, in real life, you know. What are you talking about? I got a, I got Easier a, storage. I got a whole six packs sitting right here. What are you talking about? Wait, yeah. Seven, seven, seven packs. Because oh <laughs> <laughs> I had to go in the other day to get the promo card for Pokemon Day. Yeah. Oh. What was it? Um, it's a Wait, did you go in for the Pokemon Day and then leave with spending money on more packs as well? Well, no, because you, you, you had to spend, um, I think you had to spend 30 bucks or whatever. Oh my God, okay. Right. To get the promo or something like that, yeah. It's not free. I did get mm. the free EB World card though that you could get on the, day. the Charizard one. The Charizard. Ooh. Even off his, in the so. in the time I was in there, I saw three people in the time I was at the front the front counter talking to the dude there, get my packs and stuff. Three people just literally walk in, assume on their lunch break, and just go, "Hey, do you have those cards left? Yep, yeah, cool. Do you want to buy anything? No. Nah. <laughs> 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 and off they went. So. Um, I don't know. Ask your local store if they've got any of those left. Maybe. Uh, yeah, Pokemon. So, based on your face, as I was right now, this news story, Karen, you think this is dumb? This this uh, this game? Um, no, I think it's like it's the same as. I think he's right. Can you can't actually play Pokemon TCG on this app? Can you? Like, it's well, just that's, literally- you, that's what was. It's going to be a re. Worked version. You it's are going to play the Pokemon TCG app, but they say they re- they're doing a redesign of the rules, which is I'm trying to like work out. They didn't explain what the redesign of the rules are. Okay. To make it, I don't know. I think it's it is. I, it's my opinion of this whole show. Of this whole Pokemon show is like there was nothing of great substance on this show, but just a bunch of different little ways of. Game Freak slash the Pokemon Company monetizing Pokemon Wait. for the year. They got it, right? That's, they they yeah, do. They do. No, <laughs> that's, why there's no, that's why there's no layoffs. <laughs> no, no, no. They have to, right? But at the same time, I'm like, the reason I call this show a cock tease and the thing that I was actually like sad about by the end of this show was because they spend all of this show showing Johto characters and Johto Pokemon throughout the entire thing. They use them multiple times throughout the entire thing, making you th- almost making you think, if you picked up on it, making you think that it was leading to a remake. The Let's Go thing that we're all... <laughs> the Let's Go or like a remake of Gold and Silver, like wherever we were going to. Not Gold and Silver, it's the ones after it, isn't it? Um, like it's a remake and then you get to the end of it and there's no remake and you're like, why the fuck did you plaster Johto characters through over the entire thing and not have anything that capitalized off it. Did they? Yes. I mean, they had unknowns. Unknowns is in it. Um, I don't know if that was like some sort of messaging. The dogs consistently popping up, like Entei and um, Thingy popping up all the time. I think every every single trailer they showed, except for maybe the TCG one, was heavily featured Johto characters. I never thought about that at all. No. Well, I did, okay? <laughs> yeah, I think you're reading too, in, too yeah, much into it. reading way too hard into it. So, anyway, Pokemon trade card game looks good. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. Keep it's going to be a massive moneymaker. Yeah, I, I reckon it will be. 
Just, uh, I'm king. All right, and then the, they ended the show on Pokemon Legends ZA. ZA? I don't know how we're saying it. ZA, ZA. Uh, so this is a new entry in the Legends series. So Pokemon Legends 2, basically. Um, but the game will take place in Luminous City, uh, which is from Pokemon X and Y, which is why it's called ZA, I guess. I don't know. Uh, the All trailer teases Pokemon's game... Are. Zah. Uh the Pokemon uh, try to tease it could be in the future, not in the past. Uh this would see the mm-hmm. return of Mega Evolutions, which is a I've seen people more excited about Mega Evolutions coming back than actually the game. There's two types of people. People either hate <laughs> Mega Evolutions or love Mega Evolutions. No one's in the middle. I'm in no. the middle. <laughs> is Mega Evolutions like the, the Dark Charizard one? Yeah. Like where okay. No, it's two, the Charizard Wait, is two. Isn't Mega Evolutions where they just get really big? No, that's... no, no, no. Really big is um fucking. Um, that's um, from the last one. That's um, uh, Ultra Maximo something. I can't. Yeah, Maximo, whatever it's called. Is Ultra Mega Ultra Evolutions the one where you need a separate device to like shake and? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's like Charizard. There's two Charizards. There's just, like Charizard Y and Charizard. Uh, Gigamant, Gigamax, Gigantamax, Gigantamax. That's it. That's right. Yeah. Gigantamax. Gigantamax. Yeah. Get them big boys. Great property. Um, I'm keen for this. I really, really liked Legends Arceus. I um really enjoyed what that brought to the Pokemon game. I guess you know that introduced more of the open world aspect before we even got into the next Pokemon games. Um, I'm going to be really interested to see how this one works though, because the setup for that game was okay. Well, this is before Pokedexes, and you're sort of making the Pokedex. You know, like you're 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 the person going around looking into Pokemon, investigating them for the first time. You're sort of crafting this Pokedex. Um, there's not there's not really trainer battles. There's um you you battle over Pokemon, but you're not doing trainer battles. Um, this one, if it's set in the future, or at least seems like it is or at least modern time because you got a Pikachu running around a, a modern city and whatever else so okay so is this just more like a typical Pokemon game is this back to like you've actually got trainer battles like what's the what is the what is I'm now wondering going to the second second game like what is the the Pokemon company's pitch as to like what is a Pokemon Legends game what does it mean to be a Pokemon Legends game like what is, is that is it just not basic Pokemon <laughs> or is I don't it know. Like, because that's well, the... I immediately I laughed when it first showed the designs and stuff. I don't know why I got very um v- vibes of almost like Da Vinci drawings and like Renaissance Italy again, and I almost laughed because I'm like, is Pokemon is Pokemon is Legends just a copy of Assassin's Creed but Pokemon, and now they're going to the Renaissance or what? Uh, and then it obviously revealed it was um, the the city from X and Y. I guess they're looking to to bounce around and do whatever they want and like kind of use the legends as like a way just to go wherever they want within the the franchise. Yeah. And I mean, the other big question is, is this game going to release on Nintendo Switch 2? Well, it's 2025, right? 2025, yeah. 2025, all the reports we're hearing are saying Switch 2 is coming out March 2025. Mm. So... It's probably going to be on both. Yeah. Could this be? I think it would be very cool if this was a launch title. Yeah, a launch title that's on both. 
I'll be honest. I feel like there is so much that we just don't know because this trailer is kind of like just What's putting a lot of ideas out there. And I'll I'll say, I when I first watched it, I'm like, cool, they're doing a Pokemon City Builder. <laughs> that's like that's a cool idea. How what? do you build a city with that like has you have to have uh manage like Pokemon like coming into the city and that kind of thing. That would have been interesting, Laura. Animal uh Pokemon is Animal Crossing or something like that. That would have been interesting. Uh, oh, but- a bit like P- Power World? No, about nothing how like Power do World. Pokemon feature in the industrial growth of a world and how they can be used for different tasks throughout that world? Hmm. Yeah, maybe, but like not having to enslave people or like uh like hmm. um what else? Like Look, if you shape Pokemon like- in a different light, Pokemon is enslaving animals. So you know I think the other quick this has gone deep, but one of the the interesting things I saw pointed out in one of the articles, I can't remember which one, but someone pointed out that the character you play as in Arceus, or, um, yeah, when they like first, because that game begins with the character, because you didn't play, no, no, no one played it. That car- that game begins with like your character like drops out of the sky, like basically mm-hmm. just appears out of nowhere, right? You Isekai, yeah, you get Isekai. What's that mean? Uh, it's the Japanese genre of the main character getting taken from the modern world into a different world. Yes. So yes. when that character appears, they're wearing the basic design shirt for the male character from X and Y. So people, when this was announced, some people have been pointing out and going back to that and going, hey, remember when everyone was like, why is this character wearing the basic shirt design from X and Y? And now people are wondering if this is like, we'll continue that character story and maybe they're go back to the time they're actually from which is Luminous City in the future, and it's, like, continuing that story. I don't know why it matter, but, like, that is an interesting tidbit that that's the shirt they are wearing when they get... What did you say? Isekai'd? Isekai'd. <laughs> yes, Isekai'd. Yeah. Fun, little, fun little thing there, yeah. All right, uh, that'll do it, I guess, for this week's episode of Arcade Couch. Let us know your thoughts, concerns, questions about anything we've talked about. Layoffs, Final Fantasy, Pokemon. That's the episode we had. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, explosion.com slash Twitter. You can follow us on Discord, explosion.com slash Discord. Uh, if you want to support the show and or the website, explosion.com slash support takes you to our coffee page. And until next week, same time, same couch. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>